0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Islam with Tom. Today is a solo episode. Actually, I prefer doing episodes with guests, but this was something I wanted to get off my chest, so I recorded it by myself. There are some occasional microphone issues which I apologize for, but inshallah the main message can still be understood. I wanted to address something that might seem quite personal to me but I think has been experienced by many Reva brothers and sisters and it's the topic of Muslim names so often when I meet someone new or go to a new masjid, I'll be asked the same set of questions someone will come to me and ask me what is your name I will tell them my name is Tom and more often than not the nef- next question will be well then what is your Muslim name? I will say my Muslim name is also Tom and then depending on the time and how patient I'm feeling we could either go into detail and I'll explain to them that it's not necessary to change your name or I could just leave it at that and listen to them when they tell me no 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 what is your Muslim name please choose a Muslim name so it's something I often face with so today I wanted to look into the topic of Muslim names firstly what is a Muslim name and secondly is it or is it not necessary for revert brothers and sisters to change their name so first of all a little about my name so my name, Tom, coming from Thomas, so those of you familiar with Christianity and the Bible will know Thomas as one of the followers of Jesus, Isa salam, who are also mentioned in the Qur'an. The name Thomas is the Greek form of the Aramaic Toma, or the Hebrew Tom, and I shorten it to Tom, that's what people have been calling me since I was young. So although not an Arab name, it's still a name which we find in the Bible and one of the the followers of Jesus, so therefore a name with significance at least in Christianity. The name basically in Aramaic just means twin. so it has no special meaning good or bad. So coming to Islamic names, what are some of the common Islamic names? Of course we have the names using Abd, Abdullah being the best of names, uh, Abdurrahman and other popular names and all of these we can use with the names of Allah and then also of course Muhammad being the most common name and names of the Sahaba. So these Sahaba names, I looked into some of the names Firstly looking at the name Omar which if you search on Wikipedia actually gives you two options Uh, the Arabic version from Omar meaning life but also a Hebrew version meaning a gifted speaker then you have names like Uthman, an Arabic name meaning wise, powerful but the point I'm making is these names were not anything special Prior to Islam, these were just typical Arab names. They only became significant because of Islam and because of the the positions taken by the people who held these names. And now, of course, they have great significance to Muslims around the world. So, of course, it's very good to give your children these names because it invokes uh, the images of these, these great people. However, once these Arabs who were not raised as Muslims became Muslims because all of the Sahaba were reverts Prophet Sallallahu never asked them to, to change their names they kept their original Arab names or uh, any of the Sahaba coming from from Persia or any other Hebrew names they also kept so this is clear evidence that there is no need for for reverts to change their name, they can keep the name they were born with, and Prophet Sassim would call them by their names. So, people do point out that there are occasions in which Prophet Sassim did change people's names, and these I've discovered fall into three categories. So, first of all, there are names with a bad meaning. Some examples were a man named Harb, meaning war. Prophet changed his name to Sail, meaning peace. Also, Al Mujtaj, the one who lies. Prophet changed to Al the one who stands up. I even discovered there were people with names like Hubab, Snake, and even there was a Shaitan. So, of course, Prophet changed all of these names to something more positive. The other time when Prophet would change a name is a name with not directly a, a negative meaning which could have negative impression or comment, connotation. So the famous example being his own wife Zainab whose original name was Barra. Barra meaning righteous or dutiful. So the reason Prophet Sallallahu changed this was because it could be seen as quite assumptuous to call yourself righteous or dutiful. So Prophet Sallallahu wanted to give a more humble name that doesn't boast about any qualities which you may or may not have. The third situation in which Prophet Sallallahu would change someone's name was if the name was against the unity of Allah, so if someone had one of the names of Allah or an example of Malik al Amlak, the king of kings These kind of names would of course be considered shirk associating others with Allah, so would need to be changed As I mentioned before any names of Allah We can use for our names and our children's names as long as they come with the prefix Abd So, Slave of Allah, Slave of the Most Merciful. So these were the three situations in which the Prophet would change people's names. Other than that, they would keep their original name, whether it was Arabic, whether it was Hebrew or Aramaic or Persian, people would keep their names. So, just to reassure all the brothers and sisters out there who, who are happy with their names, who want to respect the names given to them by their parents, you don't need to to change your name. And if you meet people who insist that you must change your name or get a Muslim name, then either just, just stay patient with that or you can try to talk to them and tell them all of this information. In fact, even imams I've had this conversation with uh, when I went to Kobe Mosque to get my... Shahada certificate before getting married the imam insisted that I put a Muslim name on the certificate and in fact people started using that name that I selected for me and my wife's family even used that name for me, my wife calls me Tom, but still if someone asks me what my name is I will tell them Tom, even though as I said the response is often no no please tell me your Muslim name I would just tell them I'm a Muslim and my name is Tom so Tom is my Muslim name. Now I wanted to talk about the topic of nicknames, is it okay to give nicknames, what kind of nicknames you can give. And the reason I wanted to talk about this, so I'm using Tom which is a shortened version of my full name. But there was another incident in which one of my friends was calling me Tommy, just as a a friendly name for me, but another brother who was sitting nearby overheard and got very angry with him and said please call him by his Muslim name and don't use these cheap nicknames and uh, was shouting at my friend. So I just wanted to clarify Is it okay to use nicknames and what kind of nicknames should we use? So I did some research. So, first of all, with the Prophet ﷺ, yes, even with his own wives, he gave nicknames. So there's a hadith in which Prophet ﷺ talks to his wife Aisha radiallahu anha and tells her that Jibril alayhi salam is giving her salam and she responds accordingly but in this hadith he refers to her as Aish so he removes the the A the Aleph from the end of her her name so this was common in in Arabia that you would remove the alif at the end of a woman's name and it would make it a kind of a pet name so a kind of loving way to, to refer to them so here we see clearly that it's, it's in fact, the kind of sunnah, people you like, you can shorten their names, give them nicknames, and this is, of course, no problem. And Prophet Sallallahu also had another name for Aisha radiallahu anha. He would call her humayra. So There's another hadith he refers to her as Humaira. The meaning of Humaira is little red one. So he's describing the color of her skin, the color of her cheeks, so this name, Humeida had a connotation of, of beauty. And my wife's interpretation of this name, possibly because Aisha would sometimes lose her temper. Possibly her cheeks would go red from this, or maybe that's another reason. But Allah and Prophet know best. So, here, giving people names related to their appearance, their personality, is again it's a Sunnah, it's okay as long as it's something kind or positive. Another part of Arabic culture was giving people kunyas, so using son or daughter and giving the the father's name. So kunyas were very common in Islam and very important for sharing someone's lineage and in fact in the Quran and prophetic tradition it's very important to to clearly know somebody's father. So even if somebody is adopted you need to refer to them using their biological father's name so you shouldn't remove that connection to their their original family even when adopting someone. So Kunya's could also come under the category of nicknames or other names. So typically, as I mentioned, it would be uh, son of or daughter of or father of or mother of. So there's another hadith in which Aisha radiallahu anha was complaining that all of her friends had kunyas. They had children in which they could be named with mother of so-and-so, for example. So Aisha not having any children of her own was upset by this so was complaining to Prophet. Sallallahu so on her insistence, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called her Umm Abdullah, so the mother of Abdullah, Abdullah referring to Abdullah ibn Az Zubair, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's nephew. So here we show that even people without children and in fact even children themselves could be given kunyas uh, and Aisha was referred to as Umm Abdullah until her old age so even though she was not a mother herself it's okay to give people these names and also the scholars say giving kunyas to children is even a good thing because it's a sign of optimism that inshallah that child will grow up to adulthood and have their own children and can also be a way of preventing any bad nicknames being given to the child. So giving kunyas is an important part of Arabic culture and as mentioned before in Islam it's important to recognize uh, your, your father, your parents so giving kunyas like this is also good or important but beyond this, the Prophet ﷺ also gave these kind of kunyas as pet names, as uh, ways of referring to his his friends and the Sahaba. So some famous example, Abu Bakr. So there was no Bakr. I did some research I couldn't find the meaning clearly of Bakr. I've heard some different things. Maybe someone listening knows better than me, but this was not his... Real name and there was no, Bakr in his family, so this was a. An invented kunya people were using. There was also, Ali so one time Prophet Wasallam came and found Ali, laying in the masjid and he was covered in the dust and the sand from the floor of the masjid because of course at that time masjids, they didn't have the carpets like we do today, so you are praying, in the the dust the sand. So Prophet ﷺ refers to Ali at this time as Abu Turab the father of the the sand So Prophet ﷺ would give these these fun uh names to refer to the the Sahaba and the most famous one of all Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu So Abu Hurairah meaning the father of kittens because he was known for for having Cats following him and feeding the cats. And in fact, Abu Huraira was so happy with this nickname that this is how he became known. So even now, when you read the books of Hadith, he's referred to as Abu Huraira, the father of the kittens. So this shows that not only did the Prophet give people nicknames, but they were so happy to be given these names by the Prophet that in fact they would even insist. That people use these names because these were a kind of gifts that the Prophet Sallallahu has recognized them and cares about them. So here we see that nicknames are not only a good thing, but they're a sign of, of friendship and attachment. So there is no problem whatsoever giving and using nicknames that have a special or, or positive kind of meaning. To, to finish this episode with a story of a Sahaba who had an unusual name and looking back it could be seen as uh, a negative name but despite this uh, himself and his name were accepted by the Prophet Sallallahu and used until his death so this is the story of Juley Bib. Some of you may know this story, and for those who don't, it's a very good story to hear and tells us about the character of the Prophet. So, the name Juley Bib is a diminutive form of Jalbab. So, it's kind of unusual and maybe to Arab sounds a little incomplete, and the meaning is basically short-heighted. So, possibly a name that you could interpret as having negative meanings, but as I mentioned, Prophet Wasallam had no issue with this name and used it uh, lovingly for this particular Sahaba. So, Chulebi B. Lahan, who he's often he was often described by the people living around him as damim, meaning ugly, deformed repulsive. So basically he lived as a an outcast in the society. He was rejected by people because of the way he looked. Also because of the fact his lineage seems to be unknown which at that time in that society was very uh, damaging to your reputation and your standing in the society having a noble lineage or having a known lineage being of great importance. So somebody with an unknown lineage wouldn't be able to function normally in society. So it was said that uh, Juleybib who used to take refuge in the company of women because he was so denigrated and disrespected by the the men of society. So one time Juleybib he complained to the Prophet that he thinks he would never get married. So he says to Prophet, Do you think the only woman I will get from Allah will be in Jannah? Meaning because he thinks he's too ugly to get married in this life that the only time can get married will be after his death in Jannah, Inshallah. Prophet Saisam says, "No, you are going to get a woman from the Dunya, and from the Akhirah, Inshallah." So from this moment on, Prophet was determined to get Jubayb married in this life also. So he sends Julebib to a, a family. He tells him that this family has a daughter, you should go and ask for her hand in marriage. And as you can imagine, Julebib goes to this family and is sent away. That, Of course, they would not accept his offer. So then the Prophet himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, goes to this family and says, I want to have your daughter married to the father who opens the door. And the father, misunderstanding this to mean that Prophet wanted his daughter's hand in marriage, was of course delighted and said, How wonderful and blessed, what a delight to the eye that you, O Prophet, want to marry my daughter. So here the Prophet clarified him and told him, This was not for me, this proposal was on behalf of Julebib. So on hearing the name of Julebib, the man's Face changed, became hard, a look of confusion possibly on his face. So he tells the Prophet to wait for a moment while he goes and goes and confirms with his wife. And again, the same pattern happens when the man says to his wife, the Prophet has came with the intention of a proposal for our daughter. Again, the same reaction that the wife is so pleased to would come asking for their daughter. But once again when the man reveals who the proposal is on behalf of the woman is shocked and disturbed and refuses this proposal. But on hearing this the daughter, she comes to her parents and she says that if this is the request of the Prophet Sallallahu then she will go ahead with the proposal because out of her love and respect for the Prophet even though surely she was aware of Jule and his reputation she knew that if the Prophet Sallallahu was asking this of her that she should do it because what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is asking is what would be best for her and out of her respect for the Prophet. Sassan. So she accepts this proposal. Okay. So Julay was married until his death but his death is also important in his story. So at one time there's a battle between the the Muslims and the Mushrikeem. And after the battle, Prophet Sallallahu asks the Sahaba, have you lost anyone? And they reply with the names of friends and relatives who died in the battle. The Prophet Sallallahu talks about himself. He says, I have lost Julebib. So he uses his name. And he tells the Sahaba to go and search for him on the battlefield. So after some searching they find the body of Julayu Radilahu anhu surrounded by seven bodies, the bodies of the Mushrikeen he had killed. So on seeing this Prophet says, He killed seven and then was killed. This man is of me and I am of him. This man is of me and I am of him. And he repeats this two or three times, depending on the narration. Prophet then picks up the body of Jule Bib with his own arms takes him digs the grave for him and places him in the grave himself so after burying Jule Bib the Sahaba observing the Prophet saw him notice him crying and then smiling and then finally looking away so they ask him O Prophet, why did you do this? So the response of the Prophet I will read, he says, I was crying for the loss of my dear family member Jula Bib. No one cared about him but me. And then Allah showed me his place in Jannah. I saw his soul in Jannah, and there was one of his wives from the Hur Al Ain, the the women of Jannah running towards him. So I smiled that he finally got his wife, which he wanted in Jannah. And as this wife was running towards him, the heel of her leg was showing. So I turned away as I have no right to look at the wife of Julebib. So Julebib achieved the success in this life. And by the will of Allah was granted Jannah and granted the the wife in Jannah which he was also asking for at the beginning of this story. So the reason I wanted to relate this story is not only because it's a beautiful story of the Prophet's kindness and acceptance towards everyone, no matter their appearance, no matter their status in society, but also the fact that here is a Sahaba with an unusual name, but the Prophet had no qualms about using his name and describing him as his family, and saying that Juley Bib was of Prophet and he was of him. So we can see that even names that are not entirely positive, unique, unusual names, Prophet had no issue whatsoever accepting these names and using these names. So, for the brothers and sisters out there who have names, whatever their background, whether it's uh, Christian names, whether it's Chinese names, African names, whatever, as long as the name doesn't uh, meet the three situations in which Prophet changed somebody's name, either that the name has a negative meaning, either that the name boasts of some kind of quality which you may or may not have or that the name attributes something to other than Allah then there is no issue in using the name so inshallah don't feel any pressure to to change your name and if people insist telling you you must have a Muslim name just tell them that you are a Muslim and this is your name so this is also a Muslim name inshallah For listening to the podcast, please rate, share, and subscribe to make it easier for others to join me on this journey, inshallah. Until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.